0: Hello and welcome to the Age of Victoria podcast. My name's Chris Fernandez Packham. Thank you for tuning in. This is just a short bonus episode to say Happy New Year to all of you. I can't believe that it is New Year already. Last New Year, was a very different time for me i just moved house the kids were settling into a new school we were learning all about a new area and there was no podcast fast forward to today and what a difference family are all hail and hearty and happy in the new town almost as importantly the podcast has been launched not just launched but it has made it to the end of the year more or less on track as i planned originally People suggested the podcast should be my retirement project. But the way the world is going, I'm not likely to retire for another 35 years. That seemed too long to wait. So it was full speed ahead. A Victorian adventurer wouldn't let little things like house moves, serious illnesses or full time employment or vast jungles put them off. So nor did I. I have had some great feedback from the recent Christmas special. So it looks like a reading of the full work. Christmas Carol is definitely on the cards then. If you enjoyed the podcast this year, especially the Christmas special, well, then please give me a Christmas and New Year's present by leaving a review on iTunes. I would be thrilled. Sadly, I have a nasty dose of the flu at the moment, so a detailed episode on New Year in the Victorian era is too much right now. Still, it is interesting to note, actually New Year was a major event for the Victorians. What's that, you cry? You thought that New Year was only a big thing since the 1990s and clubbing. That it was something to do with Tony Blair, perhaps. Actually, the Victorians were much busier at New Year than us. It was almost as big a deal as Christmas, if not more of a bigger deal, until Dickens promoted Christmas so heavily. Queen Victoria was a huge fan of New Year Hogmanay, And of course, the upper classes took their social cues from her with gusto. Old Lang Syne fitted nicely with this fashion for all things Scottish that the Queen was so passionate about. It derives from a 1788 Scots poem by Robert Burns. It is set to the tune of a traditional folk song. According to the Independent newspaper, quote, Burns never intended his work act as a farewell to the old year. It's a piece which partially reproduces, partially originally pens, an old folk tune he originally sent the piece to the scots musical museum with a note the following song an old song of olden times and which has never been in print nor even in manuscript until i took it down from an old man end quote just remember that the song is not supposed to be a poignant song of loss it is supposed to be a forward-looking celebration of friendship the victorians would have seen it that way For them, New Year was about celebrating a new beginning, not being nostalgic over the year just gone. Indeed, the Victorians were typically forward-looking, so our current culture of nostalgia wouldn't sit well with them on the whole. New Year's was associated with a number of superstitions and customs. Do clean your house out prior to New Year's. Take out all your trash. Clear your hearth so a new fire can be made. Do not work on New Year's Day. Lit candles should not be carried outside do not do laundry do wear a piece of clothing on new year's day or risk bad luck ring bells at midnight to chase away evil throw a cake against the door to ensure a year without hunger your aunt's fruit cake is best wealthier people should give gifts to reward the loyal servants everyone must have money in their pocket even small children I know my children would certainly agree with that last superstition. I could go into so much more depth, but we haven't got time to cover how it was celebrated in just a mini-sode. If the Victorians made it through the New Year's Eve parties and the Hogmanay, then the next day the main event happened. I'm going to read you a wonderful quote from the Racing Nellaby website. Many people of the Victorian era saved their celebrations for New Year's Day. Early on in the Victorian era this was the day for gift giving, feasts and visits to family and friends. Everyone wore their finest clothes for the occasion. According to Sonny O'Neill in The Gift of Christmas Past, A Return to Victorian Traditions, people of the Victorian era also used New Year's Day to wipe out their social obligations from the previous year. Wealthy people Opened their mansions to visitors, offering huge spreads of food and drink. For young people, New Year's Day was a time for calling. Women and boys up to age 10 stayed home, while gentlemen and eligible bachelors visited houses. Some gentlemen would visit between thirty and a hundred houses on New Year's Day. Of course, they would be obliged to have a drink at each house. Eligible bachelors would leave their calling cards to show that they had visited. Was this the equivalent? of leaving a text message after a speed dating event end quote. well that certainly sounds pretty interesting and there's a lot there we could unpick if this was a full episode i do note that it is very interesting that the social obligations from the previous year are simply wiped out that's remarkably useful actually as a social custom now imagine this going on around the city or the town the houses were referred to as open houses and expected callers. Over time, newspapers began printing lists of houses that would be open to the public. Ladies wore their finest clothes, a riot of colours, men in their tightest trousers and waistcoats, side whiskers bristling, grand dames presiding over a riotous house, keeping a careful eye on which daughter was lingering with which gentleman caller, cigars being handed out and brandies poured. This was a celebration of life, colourful, and indulgent, a world away from the stilted, upright, always wearing black and highly repressed Victorians a popular modern caricature. Sadly, the custom of open houses became abused with young men being more interested in getting free drinks than conversation, and young ladies having competitions to see who could collect the most calling cards from admiring gentlemen. By the eighteen nineties, custom was for it to be restricted to relatives only, and by the nineteen twenties celebrations were restricted to New Year's Eve only, and could go into so much more depth. It's so fascinating, especially about how social customs here are almost displaying the force of law. But frankly, the lemsip and the whiskey are calling me now. I'll see you all in the New Year with the conclusion of the Waterloo series, an episode on Napoleonic medicine, the Congress of Vienna, plenty of other topics, including the birth of Victoria herself. There'll be minisodes, poetry and even some audio books. take care my friends and have a happy new year okay thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed the show you can reach me at the email age of victoria at gmail.com on twitter or via the facebook page also don't forget to check out the website at age and please do leave a review on itunes thanks and take care Bye.